We walked into the diagnostic consultation as husband and wife. We walked out as patient and carer. We do have a lot of fun together. And long may that reign. As long as I remember who you are. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> Hello, my name is Jane Goodrick, and I met Chris Roberts when I was 16. He was going out with a best friend of mine. Uh, and some years later, when everybody had met, married, had children, divorced, we all got together again. And we ended up married seven months after our first date. You were warned. <laughs> And, it, that, and now that's 26, 26 years, years later, 26 years, years later. And we have um, five children between us. Two I produced before I met Jane. One Jane produced before she met me. And two jointly. Jointly prepared. Prepared. Yes. From, from 36. So our children... Yes. Range from? Our children range from um, 36 down to... 22. 22. So we have a 36-year-old, a 31-year-old, a 30-year-old, a 24-year-old, wow. and a 22-year-old. She's 23 next month. I couldn't, in I couldn't remember all that. And we have three grandchildren. Three grandchildren. Three, yes. three yeah. A boy, two boys and a girl. Two boys and a girl. And how old are they? 10? 11 and... A couple of months old. No, no, no uh, the little one's one, one next week. Yes, one. But we also had the, the, the uh, commonality of we both loved motorbikes. We really enjoyed riding motorbikes, didn't we? Absolutely. And I, I am very happy to say that it was only when Chris got back to, got together with me, I already had a motorbike, that he got a motorbike again for the first time in about 10 years. So it was me that got Chris into motorbikes. Back into motorbikes. Back into motorbikes. Yeah, back into motorbikes. However, I had broken both legs in a motorbike accident some years before, and we were due to get married uh, in August 1994. But then I was having an operation on one of my legs to lengthen it. It was two inches shorter. Oh, so I said, right, that's it. The wedding's off. Um, wait till... Um, you know, I, I've had the operation, my legs are all healed, and then come back and we'll have a, a, a nice white wedding and all the trimmings. And Chris said, no, <laughs> no, let's get, let's get married before. So, and, that, and then uh, we'll be living together properly. I can look after you better. And I think that will work better. And I'm, I'm usually right, aren't I? <laughs> and in this particular case, he was right because um, – we, we did get married and I had my operation a couple of months later and I have never been looked after so well in all my life. So Chris has always looked after me throughout our whole, even when I was 16, he even looked after me then, but he looked after me like a big brother. Uh, you've always been such a, a, a caring person. That's why I, when we first got together, um, well, well, we started going out together just as friends um, again after we renewed, renewed our friendship. And Jane went to cross the road. We were going to a pub one night, and Jane went to cross the road as a car was coming. She didn't see it at all. So I grabbed her, spun her around, and pulled her off the road. I did see the, the curb. car. 
I would, and I calculated I could make it across that road. Well, However, I so. my arm, yes. swung me round, and I landed. It was like something. And we were nose to nose, and the world stopped. stopped. I, I was, at the time, um, I had a bike shop. Yes, I had a motorcycle fabrication shop before my diagnosis. And um, we also have a, a property rental business, which we still run out to this day. And I used to do all the, um, the maintenance of properties and Jane did all the admin side. And then I stopped being so organized. I, I was forgetting words. I, I would... Um, put all my tools into my van to go and like hang a door on a property. And then I'd, I'd forget a chisel. So I'd come all the way home. I, I, I'd, I'd go back again and then I'd have the battery for my drill. Then I'd, I'd go all the way home again. And these things were happening more and more often. Now, I never noticed any of these symptoms that, that you're describing because mm. that was just what, you know, Chris would leave the house and I wouldn't notice whether he came back and forth, whether he went to the local... DIY store, um, you know, and often he'd come back sometimes in the day and we'd have a coffee anyway. And I'd forget where I was going in the car. But you didn't tell me. No, no. Uh, no. Be because why would he? Why would you say yeah, I yeah, forgot that's, to? That's my I business. Going. I don't want to tell you I'm going mad. He used to be like Kofi Annan. We used to see him as the Kofi Annan, the, the, the United Nations ambassador. He was a good mediator. He could solve any argument, any dispute, um, just with, with clarity of mind, really. And then that had gone. We'd started to have arguments and bicker, and we'd never had any arguments or no. bickering. And it really did come to a head a few times where we had screaming, screaming rows. Which were and, totally out of character, weren't they? And neither of us really knew how to do that because it wasn't no. something we were used to. I've also got emphysema, um, a lung disease. Um, and um, it was only during one of our, our, our routine MOTs with the doctor that um, Jane decided to mention it. And I was like, yeah, OK, you know, let's let's see what's going on here. And that's when the testing started. The doctor gave him, um, asking, you know, was he depressed? Was he stressed? Could it be anything else? And we're, we're sat there saying, well, you're the doctor. You know, we don't know. We put it down to lack of oxygen because of his em emphysema. We thought, that's it. That's it. That's, that's the it. answer. Because, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, but then it started getting worse. So we mentioned it to the doctor and she said, that's not emphysema. And she gave him the MMSE test, the mini mental states examination. And, you know, like, who's the prime minister? What year is it? What season are we? Which building are we? You know, what type of building are we in? <laughs> what floor are we on? And that's when I had an inkling as to what we were looking at. It was a bit of a slap in the face for me, actually. I, I, I really didn't consider... I mean, what, once we started the testing, I, I, I didn't know what they were testing for, but then I thought, no, it's got to be something else, you know, because it doesn't happen to young people. Nobody mentioned the word dementia to us throughout the whole, no. the whole of the testing regime until no. it came to the point of diagnosis of vascular dementia. 
That was the first time anybody used that word. A few months went by where we were waiting to see a neurologist to rule out a brain scan. Uh, sorry, to rule out, rule out a brain tumour, uh, which, you know, by this time... You hoped for. Yeah, I, I had been praying and hoping and, and every fibre of my being praying to God, Allah, whoever's there listening. Because yeah, that seemed a better alternative to you, didn't it? There was but, hope um, with a brain yeah. tumour they could cut it out. I'm the mother of the household. I'm supposed to make you better. Job done. And this was one of the biggest difficulties for me. I couldn't make it better. We were just so ignorant, weren't we? We didn't know nothing. The more tasks I took over for Chris, the more disabled he became. Hmm. The more burden, if you like, the more pressure, the more stress was on my shoulders. Without Until I realised that actually I'm doing too much for Chris, he can still do a lot. But the hardest thing I found was this role reversal. All of a sudden, I wasn't, the, the, you know, the, the man of the house any, anymore. And, and this dementia took all that away from me. I was sat looking at jobs that I couldn't manage anymore, which was so distressing. And, and um, I went, then depression knocked on the door and ran in. And then guilt about what I was going to put my my potentially put my family through he was also getting very frustrated at me taking over some oh, of the jobs um, yeah. that he had done previously to watch somebody do something and then you start to realize what a load of bollocks they're making <laughs> so so then you start to think well i did well, well i won't do anything and it's so easy to do that i understand that what my, my People with a diagnosis of dementia might start to isolate themselves because it's easier. You know, I, I can wake up some, some mornings and, and I don't know what to do next. And, and I started to um, research about it. But then I, but then even more distress, I, I was struggling to use the computer. And um, my, my, my youngest daughter, who's like grown up with it really, hasn't she? She was 14 when, when Chris had a diagnosis. Yeah, she, she has been very, um, very practical and hands-on. And she said, right. Let, She's been a complete natural. Yeah, she sat down with me and said, like, let's find out what the problem is. And I thought, yeah, yeah, never mind looking at the problem. Let's look for the solution. Yeah, she got the tablet and she said, you know, try this, Dad. Um, and, and that's, it's just one, one finger usage, isn't it? Mm. So that's. So, so Chris is now back into um, all the, the, the research that he was doing before. And, and yes, there was lots of services out there and, and there's probably lots of information, but, but you don't know what you don't know. There was nowhere. There, there, there was um, one charity does a, a six week, one hour a, a week course, which gives a very practical knowledge. Uh, and for somebody like me, you know, it, it was very interesting. The best part of that was the peer support that, that uh, I made through the other carers that were on there. What I needed was I needed somebody to teach me how to be a carer, to teach me that it's OK, you know, to, to get things wrong. Uh, every, you know, we've got this saying, every, it's OK not to be OK. Well, that, that's that, that's across the board. But I needed very practical skills. I needed to know what was to come. I needed to know 
how the progression of the condition would go. I needed to know what the disease was. There are so many different diseases. Well, Chris has this one. Well, how does it, how does Alzheimer's differ from Lewy bodies? How does Lewy bodies differ from PCA and all these sorts of things? You were desperate to understand it, didn't you? And then, and then if it, once Jane could understand it, then, then she could cope better and care better. A lot of people feel so much guilt because they don't turn into this amazing carer overnight, you know? And, and then, then there's this living well with dementia phrase. So if I'm not living well, then, then Jane can say, then it must but be you're supposed fault. to. So it, it must yeah, be her fault. It must be something I'm doing. Or it's you, it's you. You should be doing better than this. Who, I'm doing the best. And these can create such Who a lives well anyway? He put it all on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Saved me a lot of money on the phone calls. There was no hiding. <laughs> I, I, I decided to get the elephant out the room. You know, I, 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 I was, we weren't keeping it a secret, but but not being upfront with it, not coming out as it were. Not mixing the same social yeah. circus, circles that we had been. Yeah, it caused me quite distress. So I thought, Let, let's just get it, the elephant out the room. You were horrified, weren't so, you? So, yeah, I said, <laughs> I'll, I'll support you. And he put it on Facebook. When Chris put it onto Facebook that he had um, he'd been diagnosed with Alzheimer's and vascular dementia, it was called mixed dementia. But he also but we, we don't want any comments, we don't want any sympathy. It's not this a pretty is, party. This is just to let everybody know he's been going for tests because lots of people <clears> knew, <throat> and the outcome is this. You know that's it. Finish. And what we did was. Uh, and, and, and the way social media works, it either people come on straight away or they come on later. Well, everybody came on straight away and they were saying, no, don't be daft. Oh, that's not funny, Chris. Or ha, 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 you daft bugger. But what we was doing is um, Chris would say a comment had come up and I would be pulling the comments down. Chris would be pulling comments down and I would be contacting those friends to say it is true and it's OK, but. We just don't want the pity party. It's not for sympathy. It is purely to let people know. But that was brilliant because I then had to have an acceptance of the condition. And it was out there for all the world to know. So I couldn't hide from it anymore. He took the elephant out of the room so that anybody that had heard whether Chris was going for any tests or did notice that Chris might have, you know, what, why is he gone, you know, down the wrong corridor or whatever, then they were able to speak about it. They were able to ask questions. And we very quickly learned um, that people asking questions and us being able to answer the questions to the extent of our knowledge at that time was fantastic. It gave us permission. Uh, no, it gave everyone permission to, to, um, to, to speak about it, to, to ask about it. And it also gave us permission to speak and ask about it. So day to day, um, we tend to support each other. I get a massive amount of support from Chris, but I am extremely lucky because Chris is, has a great awareness, a great insight into his condition, but he also is still able to communicate very, very articulately. My daughter, the 14-year-old, who's now 22, is an absolute natural. She is brilliant. She is a massive support to me. She notices things uh, before I even notice them. But that's where you get a great deal of support from people that understand the situation, other people that are in your situation. But the peer support is from other carers. 
when you build up that network of other carers and you can you can you can use each other as a sounding board you can use each other for hints and tips or even just to say bleep 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 today <laughs> and we found that that um, very often our husbands do are doing the same quirky ocd things there was one uh, of, of our peers unfortunately he's really? died and he would pick pebbles up everywhere <laughs> and one of the other one of the other the husbands he started picking pebbles up. Anyway, Chris has been, during, during COVID, during lockdown, Chris has been tidying the garden and he's been coming home with this bucket full of pebbles and it no, just it no, just gladdens no. my heart. No, there were stones. There were stones. It gladdens my heart because <laughs> I can say to you, yeah, Chris is doing it now. <laughs> we did walk into the, the consultation, husband and wife. We walked out as patient and carer, but we decided actually... That, 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 those roles don't suit us very well. No. So we became husband and wife again. I have noticed that it's eight years on now since the, the, the vascular, vascular dementia diagnosis. And it's eight years on uh, in November. And, I, you know, I have noticed I am having to take on more tasks uh, for Chris things are progressing, particularly after the lockdown. We've noticed a, a, a faster progression with his condition. But we just take each day as it comes. We live each day um, for the joys of each day. And we have a great deal of joy and happiness in our life. And yes, it's not all a bed of roses. It's not all um, fantastic. But neither is it all, as our wonderful daughter says, neither is it all doom and gloom. We are extremely, extremely fortunate that we do have a lot of hope and we do have a lot of fun together. And long may that reign. As long as I remember who you are. <laughs> you don't. <laughs>
And Dr. Google told me I was going to become depressed. I was going to go into breakdown. My husband was going to become aggressive. He was going to, and all this, this negative aspect. There's no guarantee that isn't going to happen. But Dementia Carers Count has shown me, has taught me, um, has allowed me to see that isn't necessarily how it's going to be.